This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Good evening, you're listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. We just heard On the Road by Angus and Julia Stone. Femme Fatale is a discussion and dissection of the issues facing queer women in life, health, relationships and the arts. And on tonight's show, um, we're talking about a topic close to both of our hearts, something that we wrestle with all the time. Um, we're talking about the sometimes blurry lines between same-sex dating and same-sex sex friendship how do you know which one it is um what do you do about it um what do you do if you think one thing and the other person thinks the other thing um and also i mean this is something i think comes up and this is a generalization but i'm gonna say it anyway and the generalization is that i think whether or not you're straight or gay um close friends tend to be, and not always, but they tend to be of the same gender as you. Now, that's fine. Guys hang out with guys and, you know, tell all their, you know, deep, dark secrets to them and girls hang out with girls and tell their deep, dark secrets to them. Um, and this all works fine, but um, it can be really confusing in if everyone is same-sex attracted because suddenly the people that you're very close to might also be people that are potential partners. Um, and I think it's something that we've all come up against from time to time. So we will be discussing that in quite a bit more detail. Also, we want to thank you for joining us on our new time slot, if you're listening in. Um, Mondays at 8 o'clock is in our new slot. Um, we want to put it out there to you all for our next um, season of 12 Weeks with Femme Fatale. What do you want to hear about um, if you've got an idea for a topic or a show or something that you've never heard on the radio that has to do with you and your community and you want us to talk about it or you want to come on the show and talk about it yourself, um, get in contact with us. We also want to hear from queer musicians in the industry who want a bit of a leg up, who want to be heard. If you've got an interesting project going on, you're a w- woman in film or you're writing a book or there's something that you want the world to know about and you think that we at Femme Fatale would be interested, we would really, really love to hear it from you. At any time, you can contact us by emailing femfatale at joy.org.au. It's F-E-M-M-E-F-A-T-A-L-E at joy.org.au. During the show or at any time, if you want to get in on the discussion, you can text us straight to the the show at 0427-JOY-949. You can Facebook us and comment on our updates just connect with Femme Vital on the Joy website. You can download the free smartphone Joy app um, and get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear everything about you and what you want to hear from us. So thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Femme Vital on Joy 94.9. <laughs> no sympathy it just screams across the room making light of everything taking you and now I got a creature on my mind 
Listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. We were just listening to Chasing Dragons by Gemma Hayes. Um, she's a lovely Irish born singer songwriter. And talking loud and saying nothing, the, the very sex, sexy soul tunes from James Brown. So, on tonight's show, we are talking about the blurred lines between same sex attraction and same sex friendship. Basically, Friend crush versus crush crush. 
How do we know the difference? And what is that all about? How do about? we know the difference? And how do they know the difference? And how does everyone around you know the difference? It can be really confusing. It can be. We want to hear what you think. So if you've got an opinion on the topic during the show, text in on 0427JOY949. Facebook us at FemVital and comment on our status. Or you can download the free smartphone Joy app. During the show, you can also email us at femvital at joy.org.au. Kat, how do you know? Okay, well, let's talk about it from our own perspective. Okay, obviously, it's a little bit easier to know how you feel um, as opposed to how someone else is feeling. Well, isn't that the scariest part of dating anyway is just having no clue what the other person thinks or if they're even into you or if that slight graze of the hand that had a spark of chemistry for you meant anything to the other person. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the whole point of it being so terrifying? But I think that it's even more terrifying because um, these people, like often when you meet people, you're meeting them um, in an environment where they are, you know, friends of friends often Mm. or exes of friends or... (laughs) Well, in our exes small, of exes. in our small community, the um, the incestuous nature of how we all know each other is, you know, pretty prevalent, and we're aware of that when we meet new people. We're like, you know, who else do we know that we know each other? And you compare the uh, the web that surrounds you both. But I, I guess what we're talking about is how do you know if you if there's something between you, if there's a chemistry, or if you just have a friend crush, like, you know, when you really meet someone that's... Yeah, really when you amazing. make a new friend. Like, I, I know my friends and I and you, because, um, of course, it's all one big group, um, talk about this all the time, how excited you get when you meet someone new and you have a friend crush. Yeah. Um, when you're same-sex attracted, though, it's it could really be confusing. a crush crush. Exactly. <laughs> it's really confusing because it's the same kind of feelings. You want to spend lots of time with them. Yeah. You um, want to tell all your friends about them. You can't stop talking about them. You think they're hilarious. Their jokes are really funny. Yeah, you, you you blow off other things in order to spend time with them, et cetera, et cetera. Totally. So it can, go, it can be horrible <laughs> one of two ways. One is that you have romantic feelings towards that person and they don't towards you. Mm-hmm. Awkward. Um, or personally, the one that I think is even more awkward is when they have romantic feelings towards you and you don't. Mm. Um, I find that a really horrible situation. And we'll yeah. we'll or, talk about how. Or even get worse, that. if you you know something happens, and then one of you or both of you decide that you're just not that into it, where do you go from there? Because probably you know all the same people. Yes. It can be it can be a big risk, and you know I think it all starts off the fear about that. Um, and again, I'm generalising, but you know I'm really I'm. I'm generalizing, but within, you know, the anecdotes of pretty much everyone I know having had this experience. So, I mean, I'm not saying that everyone has, but we've, most of us have had that I fell for my friend experience that you have when you're quite young, especially if you're same-sex attracted. And this is something we were talking about before. Um, You know, why why do so many of us have that experience? And I think it's because you didn't see it coming, Mm. because you're not prepared for same-sex attraction in you're not socialized for it um in the same way that you are socialized for um opposite sex attraction it's like you know i i was waiting i actually remember waiting to have crushes on boys yeah um you know waiting 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 and one day i'll you know 
that'll happen and it didn't. Um, but meanwhile, you know, one day I realised I've got this thing for my best friend. Totally fell in love with all of my female best friends when I was young. Yeah, in high school, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I did have the occasional crush on boys and they were usually my best friends as well. But the crush on the girls thing was definitely there. And as, as you said, because it's less socially, you're not so socially um, prepared for it. Yeah. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And I'm like, you know, how do I even broach with my best friend that when I go to sleep at night, all I can think about is doing unspeakable things to her and I'm 16 years old. What is wrong with me? But that happened a lot. And then, you know, I'm I'm quite vivacious and out there and wear my heart on my sleeve. I seduced many of my friends in high school. But I'm sure it led to some pretty awkward situations like it did. Oh, yeah. with me. Yeah. Anyway, my point of... I don't, I don't want to go back and talk about my high, high school. school. <laughs> yeah. But what, I'm, what we're saying saying is even though we may be more socially prepared for what's happening it's still really 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 hard to know what yes. to do when to do it how to go about it and you and have that emotional memory of the disaster <laughs> so yeah. yeah it's scary definitely all right well i mean there are i mean i i do think this is a very real phenomenon so i actually do have things that i put in place to either yeah. um later on ameliorate the situation um, or to hopefully not get myself into an awkward situation in the first place. Um, the the it coping hasn't, mecha- hasn't always worked for you, Catherine. No, the coping it? mechanisms that I now have came as a result of not having anything put in place <laughs> in the past. So having had awkward situations and then having to work it out somehow. Okay. So, so now what are I have rules, things. Kat? What are your rules? Okay. Well, my rules um, are, well, first of all, in an ideal world and knowing what I know now, um, I think that you take it slowly, for starters. Yeah, okay. You actually take the time to work out if you're having a friend crush. Or a crush crush. Or a crush crush. Um, of course, that rule doesn't apply with one-night stands. Cause that And that one can be awkward. And, I, awkward. you know, I've had one-night stands oh, that yeah. turned into actually really close friendships. Yeah. But, but had, that one's out of the blue. Like, you can't yeah. see that one And coming. I've had relationships with women where, you know, six weeks down the track have gone, I really wish we were friends. It's so awkward now. Yeah. You know, it goes both ways. It does. Yeah. All right. So... Let's assuming that something hasn't already happened. Yes. Um, try and take it as slowly as possible, and yeah, over time you'll kind of work out whether it's a, a crush, crush, or a friend crush. Yes. Um, and yeah, hopefully you can get past that confusing, awkward stage. But at the same before time, before you mess anything up. But at the same time, when you're getting to know them and taking it slow, you can find out if the web of death that surrounds you in the community um, means that it's probably not a good idea or it is because you can find out if you know the same people or who you know and whether you're an, they're an ex of a current friend or, or... And that's what you mean by web of death, yeah, isn't it? Yes. It's that everyone slept with everyone. Yes, with it's everyone. a common yep. term amongst our particular friendship group, which is the lesbian web of death, whereby we are all connected by friends, ex-friends, ex-lovers, lovers... Exes and so forth. <laughs> yes, which is an important, which is an important yeah. factor before taking a new lover is how do they, how are they connected to your yeah. friendship circle? Because you don't want to hurt your friends and you don't want to hurt most of your exes. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, and important. it can be really confusing and convoluted. Um, I also rule have, number two. Yeah, okay. I have another rule, and this applies to people that you are already sleeping with. Um, and this is, I, I call this the two-time rule, even though it always extends to <laughs> It doesn't to mean two-timing, like sleeping with two no. people at the same time. It means that I think that you have a pretty good idea after you've slept someone, with someone twice, um, whether or not 
there's a chemistry there for whether you. Whether it's going to go anywhere. Yeah, and whether you want it to. So um, I have a personal rule that says I sleep with someone twice and if it's not, if I'm not really, really, really into it, then I will stop. And do you think that's enough time in which to rescue a friendship if you like them as a person? Like do you think it's not so far along? Because there's been studies yes. that after you sleep with anyone for the third time, women cannot chemically help forming some emotional attachment. And the scary thing about that is you never know which way it's going to be. Yeah. It could be you, it could be them. It's like Russian roulette. Yeah. Um, look, when I say I have a two-time rule, it never works. It always ends up being three. Two, two and so, a half. Two and a half, three. <laughs> so um, it gets awkward. But yeah, I think you can salvage it at that point. Okay. And you can do all the things that you need to do in order to make sure that you actually have a friendship in place, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, you, that's the thing. I mean, if you've, if you've worked out that actually it was a friend crush and not a crush crush, I don't think it's too late to salvage it as long as you put in the work that is necessary. And if you really want to be their friend, it can take quite a lot of work. Coming back after this next break, we're going to talk about how to rescue a friendship where you accidentally had sex with them because you thought it was a crush crush. (laughs) And we want to hear what you think on this topic. So you can text anytime during the show on 0427 JOY 949. You're listening to Femme Fatale. Good evening. You're listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. On tonight's show, we are talking about the sometimes blurry lines between same-sex attraction and same-sex friendship, basically. Because they're both attraction. Difference between a friend crush and a crush crush. And in same-sex attraction world, how do you know and what do you do from there? Before the break, we were talking about (laughs) how to rescue a friendship Mm. after you have slept with them and realised very quickly, or sometimes not very quickly, that it's not a crush crush. You just want to be friends. How do you rescue it? Kat, have you had to do it? I have had to do it. Successfully? Yes, I have done it successfully and unsuccessfully. Well, I mean, okay, this is going to sound a little nasty, but... It, you know, you also sometimes have the situation where you may have followed the we were talking about the two time rule, yes, uh, and realised at the end of that that not only was it not a crush crush, you don't want to be friends, um, so that's awkward because uh, then you need to extricate yourself and them altogether. Yes. But let's put those situations aside because they're quite rare. Yes, um, but yeah, there's definitely the situation where you um, realise that you got it wrong. Yeah. And actually you want to be friends. And it may not mean and that you don't find the other reason. person attractive. Yeah. It could be for a whole lot of reasons um, to do with where you're at, where they're at, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yes, I have done it and I have done it successfully. So you had the awkward, I don't want to sleep with you anymore. I'm not just not that into your conversation. Yes. What does that look like um, for you? For me... Um, well, the times that it's happened with me, I look. I think that the only thing that works in that situation is actual honesty. Yeah. Um, but from what I know up. about you, Kat, you're quite a black and white. This is how it is. I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to do something I actually don't want to do that much. Kind of girl, right? right. So for you, I guess having the conversation, bringing it up, being honest, not that hard. For other people, like maybe me and <laughs> my friend, for example, my our friend and one of our fans, Bridget, she says everybody knows the two time rule rarely occurs. You slip into three and then four, and before you know it, they have your favorite lube under their bed, and you have their <laughs> fingerprints all over your heart, in your hair, and smeared across your face. That's more what it looks like in my world. And thanks for running in, Bridget, because that is such a beautiful, beautiful way to put it. My little heart is breaking and I'm tearing up a little bit right well, now. Well, see, I think she has a point because, I mean, the, the two-time rule is an ideal rule. Um, I don't think I've ever managed it 
to actually stop at two, but I usually but you would switch stop off. at three. At three, Emotional. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm like six months later, I'm like, oopsie. <laughs> right, and you're still there and you're still doing it. Well, I'm still going back, but it doesn't hasn't evolved into anything amazing, but any chance of a friendship is usually completely lost. I don't really have – there is no one in my life right now that I have been lovers with to start with. Mm. Um, and stayed friends with afterwards. Right. See, I don't. But I, if I was friends with them first, and we maybe slept together once or twice, I've usually we're still friends because it was a friendship base to work on. But if I slept with them in the outstart and didn't end it on, after the two time rule, I usually don't go back for a friendship. And if I do, it's very few and far between. But maybe between. that's because you dragged it on for so long. Yeah, and I think because you really let. You know, you might not have been into them in a relationship way, but the sex might have been amazing. See, so that, you just mm. stuck it out. But then see, they I, I would became s- not friendship material. See, I would stop even if the sex was amazing. In I know, fact, that's I what have I'm stopped saying. even though the that's sex was what, amazing. But some of us are a little bit more charged by a libido. And like, you know, my friend Bridget and I, because I totally <laughs> relate to her comment, is my libido says, yeah, it feels really good. I'm going to keep doing this, even though I'm. Even though I know that I think this person is cool and it means we're not going to be friends later because we'll, we're going to have shagged our brains out for... See, I can't do that. Oh, like, I know, we're different. If, if, the thing, <laughs> if I think this person's really awesome, but I know that I'm either, you know, that we're not going to be compatible in a relationship sense or that I'm just not in the right headspace to be having a relationship or, you know, whatever the circumstances are, right, blah, 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 then I, I feel really motivated to keep them as a friend in my life. So you don't... And generally that means not sleeping with them. I'm not saying that I've never had long-term casual lovers because I certainly have, but... But we were, and we were certainly friends. But they're not like my my A team. Okay. You know, they're not the, yeah. those people. But if there's someone that I think I'm going to be, I could be really, really close friends with, but I don't want to date them, then I can cut it off. So you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to. But how many of your current friends or in your friendship circle are people that you've had sex with in the past? In the past, yeah. like even have long, been lovers at, dis- at all ever? Oh. Um, several. Okay, so we are different. So you've been able to cut off the sexual relationship and go, I just want to be friends and find a way to rescue it. This just means you're better at rescuing than I am because I'm too chicken <laughs> to have the conversation. Um, I'd rather cut them out of my life than have that awkward conversation. That's what it means for me. That said, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I know there's the lesbian phenomenon of being friends with your exes. I'm not particularly good friends with any of my exes i'm only see now there you go i'm friends with my exes because i mostly had friendships with them first right no but if i didn't then i didn't try and maintain one afterwards but i mean i've so people that i've only slept with a handful of times i have i have managed to forge a strong friendship with Mm. and i'm still friends with most of the people that would fall into that category um but yeah any if i dragged it on longer i'm pretty sure we wouldn't be friends now so have you lost friends over it? Friend. Sleeping with them and then not being rescued? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. Um, boundaries. I think boundaries is a really important topic that ties into this. Um, and we're going to run out of time, but we can talk about it a bit more after the break. When and how do you tell your partner, your current partner, if you've been involved with any of your friends, like people that are in your current friendship circle? <laughs> well, having a radio show can be a really handy way it's of almost, doing that. <laughs> almost like f- full disclosure. Um, yeah, honesty versus full di- full disclosure. So to what extent do you tell your current partner if and who your friends 
of your friends you've had sex with in the past? Well, I think that this is going to vary from person to person, to be honest. Because I think we're going to be really different on this. Yeah, because I don't particularly need to know about stuff yeah. like that. I don't. You know, if it's not relevant now, then I'm not going to feel betrayed if I find out at some point in the future that my girlfriend is hanging out with someone that she used to sleep with um, and I won't feel like she necessarily kept it from me. Mm. Um, and, you know, and I feel like if she wanted to, I mean, she could ask me anything and I would tell her the truth. Um, but I guess because I don't think it's a big deal, um, I don't think you need to talk about it. But I know that some people would think that well, it is important to talk about it. Here we differ because I'm of the full disclosure kind of relationship and relationships built on trust where if I'm going to go and hang out with a friend who has been a lover in the past and look there are fewer of them than in your case um I will tell my current partner this is the deal I'm going to hang out with this person we had a thing in the past it's not an issue now are you comfortable with that that means I'd have to I'm having that conversation every time I went out the front door yeah this is why I don't stay friends with people I've had sex with (laughs) It's easier for me. Different worlds on this topic, Catherine Ann. Um, I'm all about full disclosure. And the thing is, I'm really upfront in my relationships about expecting the same thing back. So if you're going to go and hang out with someone, I don't want to know about it after the fact. I don't want to find out after you've just spent or gone up the coast to see someone that actually you guys shagged for six months. I don't want to find out after. Just tell me beforehand. Chances are I'm going to be 100% cool with it because you've told me. And yeah. Oh, okay. Look, you've but, got a point. But then I'm the kind of person who wants to know things, whereas, like, some people just don't want to know. Like, I'm of that. If you ask me anything, even if I don't think you're going to like the answer and it's going to cause troubles, I'm going to tell you the truth. Well, I'm the but same, but I just don't think it's people, important. Some people don't want to know. And if you really trust and love your partner, you'll just say, well, actually, there's nothing I want to know unless there's something that you want to tell well, me. Well, see, I would hate the idea of um, disclosing something that could potentially make someone uncomfortable when they just don't have to be. Yeah. You know, the way that I see it, if I'm not sleeping with that person anymore, then I don't want to be sleeping with that person anymore. So therefore, it's a non-issue. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Let's talk about that point a little more closely after this break. During the show, you can text us at any time if you want to have your say on this topic on 0427 JOY 949. You're listening to Femme Fatale on JOY 94.9. Good evening. You're listening to Femme Fatale on JOY 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. During the show, you can text us at 0427-JOY949 if you have anything to say about the topics we have been discussing this evening. We just heard Dancing Shoes by Arctic Monkey and Heartlines by Florence and the Machine, one of my favourite tracks of her recent album. What are we talking about tonight? Well, Gemma, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Tonight we're talking about the sometimes, occasionally, often, blurry lines between same-sex attraction and dating and same-sex friendship. Yeah. Just before the break, we were talking about honesty versus full disclosure. Kat's all about honesty. If you ask me, I'll tell you the absolute truth. I'm all about full disclosure. Tell me beforehand so that I'm prepared and know about it rather than finding out after the fact. But it's a pretty hazy, gazy topic. As long as you and your partner are on the same page and you guys have the same boundaries and you've talked about it, then... That's cool. What we want I, to do- I don't need to know every person that everybody's ever slept with, but unless some, it's relevant. But some people, like I, kind of get a kick out of getting together, with, like you know, with my same-sex partners and going, "Hee hee, we slept with the same person." Oh, yeah, that can like, be fun. You know, but- as long as you're prepared to both laugh about it and aren't going to completely freak out about it. <laughs> but wouldn't you rather know a couple of weeks into sleeping with with someone if actually they were your previous? 
girlfriend's best friend at the time and knew every sort of detail of your relationship? Wouldn't you rather know that? Yeah, but I'm sure that I would know something that that But intimate. would you? Like, Who you just knows? don't know anything. Anyway, we'd been talking tonight about how within the community it can be quite political. Um, different people have different rules on whether you can date their friends or their exes and all that kind of thing. So we want to talk about dating well, dating your friends, friends. Mm-hmm. dating your friends' friends, dating your friends' exes, dating your exes' friends. And not to mention dating your exes' exes. Or dating your exes' exes' friends, friends, friend, friend, <laughs> ex, ex, friend. <laughs> Which has probably happened, let's face it. More than five times. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> rules. Do you have any rules about this? Because um, it is pretty awkward. Look, I have rules. It's a case by case. I think you're not a grown-up unless you can take a case on its merits and go... But if one of my friends was dating another one of my friends... General rules, yeah. Then just tell me about it. Just don't let me find out from someone else and don't let me find out for myself in a rude shock horror. Mm. Just ask me. Like nine times out of ten, if you come to me honestly and say, blah, 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 I'm seeing this person, I'll be like, cool, have fun with that. I mean, she's a jerk, but okay. No, I, I might say that. I might warn you off them. But I mean, like, why wouldn't you ask me? Why wouldn't you? Oh, I'm dating this person. You know, I just, for disclosure, let me know. I'm all about for disclosure. But I do have to say this if you are dating, or if, you know, someone I knew was dating a friend or an ex girlfriend of mine and, or an ex lover, and I had a rule that was you can't date any of my ex lovers. It's case by case. If you've got a case and you're dating someone that you know is probably on the blacklist with a friend, go to them and tell them, you know, what's going on. But also don't pursue it if you know it's going to cause problems unless you genuinely think there's something in it. If it's frivolous, yeah, frivolous fun, fun then fun. you can have frivolous fun with anyone. It doesn't have yeah, to cause pain. Yeah, it doesn't have pain. to be someone you have to constantly justify your relationship. Unless you're really into them and you can see it going something and it's something you're willing to fight for, don't go to your friends about like with that kind of thing unless you really genuinely have a case. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not worth burning friendships over sordid love affairs. Really, it's just not. No, I think that that friendships are something that we should value. And And it's already tricky enough. So um, I agree. On the flip side, don't flip out. If your friend is dating your ex-girlfriend or your ex-lover, take it on its merits, talk to them about it, trust their judgment. If they're really, really into that person, gosh, it is so hard to meet new amazing women on the scene. Chances are that... Chances are that your friends, that you're in your friendship circle, are probably the coolest people around anyway. Exactly. Like probably you've taken every cool lesbian in the city and made them your friend and then made them off limits to everyone else. That's not really fair. Because if you've got really good taste in people like you and I do, then I totally condone dating within the circle. As long as you can be grown up about it, have adult conversations about it. I feel like there should be some kind of respectful distance, uh, you know, time distance as well. Time frames. That's a whole nother one. I um, mean, I really think that, you know, if it's been five years um, and you didn't date them for very long, it's a little bit much to, to have claim. Have a tantrum about yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you on that one. So what do you think an actual respectful... Because, I mean, it should be... I go on the premise... This respectful time frame is on double. So if you dated them for two months, you know, really, it's not very long. And four months later, I want to sleep with them. Probably I'll ask you. <laughs> uh, that's I, a respectful time I frame still, to me. If they're a good friend, I still think you check. 
first. Oh, you were always. I'm totally all about checking. Definitely. Um, well, what do you do when you forgot to check? <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not all. I'm totally unforgivable is after the fact. Don't tell me about it after the fact. But, but there's also lots of casual relationships in the community as well. And how do you know that something that you characterised as really casual isn't something that someone else characterised as a relationship? Yeah, I totally understand. I know there's a lot of grey involved in this area. So I guess talk to your friends. Yeah, and the other, the other, the other flip side of this whole conversation is, you know, how do you and your partner cope being out in the community or in the group friendship dynamic, knowing that there's been partners of your partner and part, your past partners in the group? I mean, yeah, it's well, a pretty I think tough one. It can be really awkward. I think we all just have to suck it up and be grown up about it. I think, really. generally speaking, that's what happens, but. I th- also think it's important to talk about it because I think we tend to trivialise the, you know, the the amount of discomfort and sometimes pain that people yeah. are in while they're busy sucking it up so that they're not ruining a social situation. You know, they're having very real horrible feelings. Definitely. So I Look, think we should communicate about it quite a lot more than we do. I am known as the girl who made out with or m- made, Everyone. made by curious all of my straight female friends. I'm the converter, they called me um, for a while there. Um, because, you know, I'm pretty open. I'm very affectionate with my friends. And look, I like to have a really good time. And if you're slightly bi curious, then should explore that. I'm all about that. So, anyway. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Our number, one, <laughs> our number one rule on this topic is don't ask your partner if you don't actually want to know or think you can handle the answer. That's our rule. Don't ask if you don't want to know. I agree. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, thanks so much for joining us tonight, guys. It was great to have you all listening, and thanks for your comments. Comments, and uh, thanks to Bridget for her beautifully eloquent and true statement. Yeah, and true statement. True for me, anyway. Um, which a new time slot on Monday nights at eight o'clock. Thanks for joining us. We are keen to hear from you if you have a new project in the works. Um, if you're a woman in film, in literature, you're posting a new book or you've got another radio show and you want to um, let us know about it we'd love to have you on musicians um, in the industry who are busting to get heard we want to hear all about it contact us you can email us at femfatalatjoy.org.au you can connect with us via social media or you can go on the joy website and connect with us there i have had a lot of fun talking about this tonight me too had a bit of a giggle and um yeah, that's pretty much it from us. Coming up next week, I'm um, sorry, coming up after us on the show, Kiss My Arts with Amy Basto. It's reviews, interviews and what's on in the world of indie music. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.